Hi all, welcome to Just News episode 4. I'm your host Nakul Gupta. This episode was recorded on Sunday the 13th of October and covers news from the 6th of October to the 12th of October. Before we get started, just a few words about the content and format of this podcast. The idea behind Just News is to summarize the main news of the past week without any additional analysis or opinion. I have personally selected these news items depending on my perception of their importance from a geopolitical and economic standpoint. Each news item was selected from freely and publicly available sources, however the summary is in my own words. The format is divided into the following categories, World Geopolitical News, World Markets, India Geopolitical News, India Economy, India Regulatory, India Companies and India Markets. In terms of India news, I will try and group together related stories by sector as far as possible. So let's get started. World Geopolitical News Item 1 In a shock move, US President Trump announced that America would be moving its forces out of northeast Syria. This allowed Turkey to launch an offensive in the region targeting the Kurdish militia YPG. YPG has been a core ally of America in the region and in the past, America has even credited YPG with helping defeat ISIS in Syria. Subsequently, Turkey did indeed launch airstrikes on the border town of Al Ain as a precursor to further actions. Item 2. In news related to the impeachment investigation against US President Donald Trump, the White House has said that it will not cooperate with the inquiry. The White House also prevented USA's ambassador to the European Union from meeting with the inquiry's investigators. Item 3. The UK Prime Minister's office said that a Brexit deal has become essentially impossible after conversations between Prime Minister Johnson and German Chancellor Merkel yielded no results. However, later, after a meeting with his British counterpart, Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar stated that he believed an orderly British exit from the European Union by the end of October was possible. This was an important development as the question of the Northern Ireland backstop has been one of the crucial sticking points in Brexit negotiations so far. Essentially, a British exit from the EU would mean an end to the free movement of people and goods between British and European territories. However, free movement between Northern Ireland, which is a part of Britain, and Republic of Ireland, which is an EU nation, is also governed by the Good Friday Agreement, which had led to the end of sectarian violence in the Ireland mainland in the 90s. Item 4. Japan has been hit by Typhoon Hagibis, one of its biggest in decades. World Markets Item 1. Ahead of resumption of trade talks with China, America blacklisted 28 Chinese companies, which include some of the world's largest surveillance gear manufacturers. The premise of the blacklisting is that these companies have been involved in human rights violations in China, specifically due to their role in the internment of over a million Muslim Uyghur citizens of Western China. This move created further jitters in world markets, denting hopes of a resolution of the US-China trade war. However, subsequently, Chinese and American trade talks seemed to resume positively, and America confirmed that it would delay further tariffs on Chinese goods that were supposed to come into play shortly. Item 2. German factory orders were down 0.6% in August, significantly more than expected by analysts. Many experts believe that Germany is already in a recession. Item 3. Reports have suggested that HSBC, one of the largest banks in the world, 
is planning to cut 10,000 jobs primarily in its loss-making European units as it attempts to deal with a tough economic environment globally. The bank may put more focus on its Asian operations, which have been growing at a more rapid pace. Item 4. Coffee bean futures, specifically those of the Robusta and Arabica varieties, were at a 9-year low this week. The worldwide market has seen a glut of supply, supported by greater exports from Brazil, due to the weakness of the Brazilian currency, the real. Item 5. US Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell hinted that the American Central Bank could be open to further interest rate cuts to support the US economy. This was further bolstered by US consumer inflation for September, coming in below analyst expectations. India Geopolitical News Item 1 Chinese President Xi Jinping and Indian Prime Minister Modi met in the seaside town of Mamalapuram near Chennai for an informal summit this week. Item 2 France officially handed over the first of 36 Rafale fighter jets to Defence Minister Rajnath Singh. However, the first four of these fighters will only actually reach India by May 2020. Item 3 India received the first set of information about Indian citizens' accounts in Swiss banks under the Automatic Exchange of Information Framework. Information shared with Indian authorities included name, address, residence, tax identification number, account balance, and capital income. The next tranche of information is expected to be shared in September 2020. Item 4. The government lifted curbs on tourism in Kashmir after two months of lockdown. Further, Post-paid mobile services in the region will be resumed on Monday. Other curfews will remain in effect for the time being though. Item 5. The BJP accused the Congress of discussing an internal Indian matter with a foreign party. This was after a delegation of the overseas branch of the Congress met United Kingdom's Labour Party leader Jeremy Corbyn and apparently discussed India's abrogation of Article 370 on Kashmir. And finally item 6. Sharad Pawar, the chief of the Maharashtra-based Nationalist Congress Party or NCP, rejected the suggestion of senior Indian National Congress leader Sushil Kumar Shinde that the two parties should merge. The NCP had split off from the Congress in 1999. However, the parties are also allies in the upcoming Maharashtra State Assembly elections to be held later in October. India economy Item 1 India's industrial production declined by 1.1% in August which was the biggest contraction since 2012 Item 2 The Society of Indian Automobiles Manufacturers said that wholesale automobile sales were down 22.4% in September This was the 11th consecutive month of decline However some industry sources suggested that passenger vehicle and two wheeler retail sales have picked up ahead of the festive season Item 3 The government hiked the dearness allowance for government employees from 12% to 17%. The hike will cost the government an additional 16000 crore rupees and will impact 50 lakh current employees and 62 lakh retired employees. The dearness allowance is calculated on an employee's basic salary and is supposed to help adjust the salary for effects of inflation. Item 4 Moody's the global ratings agency further lowered its gdp growth estimate for india this fiscal to 5.8% from the earlier 6.2%. In august of this year it had lowered its estimate from 6.8% to 
India Regulatory, Item 1. A recently enacted SEBI rule states that a foreign portfolio investor or FPI looking to be named a Category 1 FPI must be registered in a member state of the FATF or Financial Action Task Force. This rule will indirectly impact Mauritius and the Cayman Islands, which are two of the biggest sources of foreign funds in India, as neither of the two countries are members of the FATF. Item 2. The government is considering a proposal to introduce an e-bidding process for companies undergoing insolvency proceedings. Under the proposal, the insolvent company's lenders would first shortlist eligible bidders. These would then be allowed to bid for the asset on an online platform in a time-bound process. Currently, insolvency proceedings face considerable delays as bids are open to revision and often late bids are entered which leaves them open to litigation in courts. Item 3. Indian authorities are considering a radical change in vaccine approvals which would considerably shorten the approval process by allowing drug manufacturers to avoid animal testing and go straight to controlled human testing. Currently, vaccine approvals in the country take about 15 years. Item 4. A 12-member committee has been formed by the government to undertake a comprehensive review of the GST framework. Per reports, the committee has especially been tasked with reviewing flagging collections. India Companies Item 1. Reliance Geo, India's leading mobile operator in terms of voice calls, will start charging customers for calls made to other networks. The company has taken this step to counteract the interconnection usage charge it has to pay other networks each time a call is made from its network to the other network. This is the first time in years that a mobile operator in India has charged for a voice call and some observers believe that this may herald the end of the price war in the sector. However, Jio later offered its customers 30 minutes of additional free talk time to soothe ruffled feathers. Item 2. UTI Asset Management Company's shareholders will sell part of their stake in the company via an IPO to comply with market regulator SEBI's cross-holding rule. This rule mandates that any entity owning more than 10% in one asset management company cannot hold a similar stake in another fund house. The issue size of the IPO is expected to be between 2500 to 3000 crore rupees. Item 3. The Reserve Bank of India has rejected India Bulls Housing's proposal for a merger with Lakshmi Vilas Bank. Item 4. The promoters of embattled Z Entertainment Enterprises plan to repay their entire outstanding debt of rupees 7000 crores within three months despite the tenure of repayment being staggered until 2021. The promoters will look, likely look to offload a significant equity stake in the company to raise funds for the repayment. Item 5. OYO's founder Ritesh Agarwal and its biggest investor SoftBank will likely lead fund infusion into the company in the proposed new round of funding. The new round will value OYO at $10 billion. Agarwal plans to increase his stake in the company from the current 10% to 30% by investing about $700 million. However, he would raise this money by pledging his existing shares to raise debt and subsequently pledging the newly acquired shares as well. Item 6. Former relegate promoters Shivinder and Malvinder Singh were arrested along with some former top executives of the company in relation to a wrongful loss of about 2400 crores to Relegate Finvest Limited. Finally, Item 7. 
In their commentary on second quarter results, Infosys management suggested that the company might see double-digit growth in dollar revenues this fiscal year, which would be for the first time in six years. India markets, as of market closing on 11th of October, the Nifty was at 11,305 points. The USD INR conversion rate was 70.924 rupees per dollar. And the yield on India's 10-year government security was 6.727%. Just a few words before we end this episode. As always, I'm truly grateful to the people who listened to past episodes and shared their feedback. I do endeavor to incorporate suggestions in my recordings. So please do share your thoughts about the podcast at justnewspodcast at the rate gmail.com. That's justnewspodcast at the rate gmail.com. If you found this podcast useful so far, I do request you to please spread the word within your networks. So that's it for this episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll check back with you next weekend. Bye-bye.